Flap, do you notice anything different? Um, you put on deodorant today. Well, yeah, but we know that's um, out of the normal. But you trimmed your nose hairs. No, I did not do that yet. Oh. That's why I have the mustache, so you can't tell. Hmm. Oh, you got a haircut. I did. I had one of those like chaotic non-binary moments where <laughs> I was full of the mani- mania. Yeah. It was full manic moment that I was You like, mean the Vimia? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> for real, I have been thinking about it. And then I saw Bonnie shaved her head and I was like, I'm not going to do it. And I was like, girl, I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. And then I went to Mark. I think it was like Monday after work. And I was like, do it. I think I'm going to shave my head. Yes. And they were like, they loved me with long hair. Uh-huh. Like they were very attached to my locks. It gave them something to grab onto. Um, and I was like, I think I'm going to do it. And so they start cooking dinner. And then, oh my god, did you pull a clinic out of precious? They and then I'm like, start getting undressed and said some kind of joke. And I was like, well, you're really going to be gagged whenever I shave my head. Oh, they made a joke because I was like getting undressed so I could go shave my head, and they didn't know that I was doing it immediately. <gasps> And I went and they were like, oh my God, I have to go in here so they could like process because like they haven't seen me with this short of hair before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I went in there and had my full like manic moment. Finally, <laughs> sh- I've been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. But I just need a change. Well, it looks great on you, but I just have one question. Does the carpet match the drapes? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I put the buzzer to my head, and now I am bald. Fawn. A flap in the hand is better than a jack in the bush. Flapjack! How are you doing, Flapjack? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm still wild to see you with your hair so short. Um, like you walked in my house and I said, who is this non-binary person with the short hair? My favorite thing has just been like seeing how long it takes some people to say something if they say something. Cause some of my coworkers freaked out immediately. <laughs> Other coworkers looked at me funny and they were like, you cut your hair. What'd you do different? Other coworkers have not said a damn thing. It's cause you're gay. But it's one of those things I keep going to grab my ponytail and it's not there anymore. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. It's like you put a chastity cage on your hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know. Well, your story with Mark is very funny, but it remind, it truly reminds me of Clinica because, you know, they had longish, long-ish hair like when we were the whole time we were at camp. And then all of a sudden, on the very last day, they shaved their head. And that was how they told their, fr- their friends that they would let them know if they were in the top because if they made it all the way, they were going to shave their heads. Oh, my God. Heads. They're one head. They don't have multiple heads, but Clinica would have multiple heads. It was like... I also like haven't told hardly anybody because I just want to see people's reactions when I do it. That's the ultimate chaotic non-binary side of me coming out. (laughs) Yeah. There's always this feeling of like wanting short hair and long hair at the same time when you're non-binary. And I I don't know. You you never, for me, I just kind of keep it at this medium sort of length and then I like perm it. But I really want to dye it. I've never dyed my hair before. Like I think the profession, if you go to a salon, don't say dye, say colored. 
They don't. You don't dye Colored? your hair. You color your hair. Oh, okay. Interesting. Why? Yeah. Why can't you dye your hair? I don't know. I think it was is dyeing. Oh, is it like you dyeing is like a fabric sort of thing, I whereas guess. color is like hair. I guess. I guess dyeing is like more permanent. I don't know. Interesting. All I know is all of my like hairdresser friends that I've ever had have been like, it's not dyeing your hair, it's coloring your hair. Well, I want to bleach my hair. That's valid. Do you think I look good as a blonde? I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I look good ever. It so. would depend on what kind of blonde. I could see you as a like really pretty honey blonde. Ooh, honey. Okay. Or like a dirty blonde. Ooh, dirty. You know me. <laughs> I'm a, what about a dirty honey? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you don't clean out beforehand. <laughs> oh, believe me, I've had that problem before. Um, so, Fawn, what have you been up to? I mean, we have last recorded like six days ago with right, right here in my house, also known as the studio. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, what have you been up to? I feel like it's been a crazy six days. Um, I've been, I almost went straight into the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend theme song. Have you seen that show? No, I mean, I know the meme, like the um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend meme. It's a TV show that... Uh, my partner has been getting me to watch because we take turns watching shows. Yeah. And this was their pick. Um, but this week, I've been helping my sister more with her house, as usual. I've been having car problems. Mm. And that's such a delight. Oh, I hate car and problems. I don't know if you can relate to this. Probably not. I feel like you probably can't. I feel like you're a woman, so like you no. can relate to this. Like... <laughs> whatever you have whenever i have something go wrong i get so anxious and stressed about it oh i can definitely relate no, to this i'm a no, walking panic attack no i knew you'd relate to that <laughs> part it's the next part that i don't oh, think you'd okay. be able to relate to because i think you're a little too go getter to relate to this next part getter but i barely know sorry go ahead <laughs> where when something's wrong with like my car i'm like fuck that means I've got to take it in. But fuck, what if it's something really expensive? What if I just keep driving my car? But what if something happens while I'm driving my car? And it's like you get so overwhelmed that you end up not doing anything about yeah. it because you're so fucking overwhelmed. No, I, I absolutely get that. I, I'm that way with like oil changes. I Because it's for me, it's something that if I can put it off, I'll do it. But I once had an issue. So the craziest thing I've ever done in my life for love when it, it didn't work out was I met this boy. In, who was from Virginia, oh, right here in story. Birmingham. And I was head over heels for him. And he moved back to Virginia after a summer. We had lots of fun together. Then I decided in Does the fun fall... fun sex? A little bit here and there. You know, a little scooch in the gooch. And I've never said that before. <laughs> Where did that come from? And I decided that I was going to drive to go see him. And he was like 10 hours away. But I drove this little car that was not ready for any kind of drive down the street let alone a 10 hour drive so what i did was after a day of not sleeping and grabbing i I grabbed a huge case of red bull and i said all right i'm on the way and i drove all night long just call me celine dion (laughs) i drove all night long and i got i finally got there but the second i got to his house the the um temperature gauge was all the way in the red and I had blown a head gasket in my car and found it was a $3,000 repair. And I had to put it on my parents' credit card because I didn't have it at the t- like my own at the time. I mean, I don't so know bad. what I would do because I don't have a credit card either. I got stranded there for seven days. I feel like I probably need to get a credit card just for like emergency purposes. And it didn't work out. 
I mean, clearly. <laughs> clearly. No, things worked out for the better in the end. But Maybe listeners, if y'all are car people, hopefully I'll have taken my car to get it looked at before then, before this episode airs. But maybe you can chime in and tell me what you think it is. Yeah. Tell us what the issue is with your car. So This is now a car podcast. When, Flapping and sputtering. Sometimes my car, like while I'm at a red light, well, the engine shuts off. The car is still on, oh. but the engine shuts off. So I have to like re-crank it. Oh, no. And sometimes it takes a few cranks. Yeah. Um, And also, it'll sometimes do that when I've been like driving around uh, running errands. If I like go to crank my car and it's like not been a substantial amount of hours between cranks. Because the first time I crank my car when it's just been sitting for a few hours, it's fine. But it'll sometimes take a few cranks to start it. And oh my god, is that what it sounds like? No. Oh, <laughs> thought I could diagnose it. My bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also sometimes, like what happens is, my I'll crank it and the engine starts revving, and I like don't have control of the wheel. Oh my god. Um. So I have to turn it off. Wait. So your engine isn't. Is turning off on its own, and yeah. then sometimes when you rev your engine, you lose no, control? when I crank it, the engine revs. You crank it, the engine revs, and then you lose control? No, I it's still in park, but I one time it wasn't in park. I took it out of park. <gasps> because the little like car with the swirly lines that are shows that like you don't have control of the wheel. Yeah. Um, that light pops up. So I have to like turn it off and turn it back on again until it works. Oh my god! It sounds very serious, and I'm afraid it's going to be a very expensive fix. You might need a new car. That's what I don't want to happen because I do not have the money for a down payment right now. I'm sorry. I can tell you're getting stressed. And Just, like Mark and I are supposed be okay. to be looking for a place to live, and my car's having problems. You're. Gonna, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Don't panic. It's. It's just. I your try car. not to think about it. I mean, you I can, usually try to like distract myself so I don't think about it. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely at least like it's better to know, you know, it's like STDs. If you have warts popping up on your dick and also you have something growing out your ass, you don't want it. Like, it's more scary to not know what that is than to not go get it tested, you know? Right. So this was my advocacy moment for getting your STD checks. When was the last time you got your STD tested or got your STD (laughs) test? Before Mark and I started dating. Oh, snap. But like we're monogamous. Fair. I got mine. And it was like two after, weeks ago. Clean, baby. Because like we're monogamous. And it was after like the last time that I had a hookup before Mark. Okay. And Mark. That was non-binary math. Um, I had it after the last person that I had a hookup with before Mark. And I know Mark didn't have anything. Okay. Tell me more about your sexual history. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was when I was still on prep, and so I was being tested regularly. Oh, okay. Work. I'm not on prep at the moment, but oh. I'm monogamous, so I don't need it. I guess so. But you also, listeners at home, you never know what your partners are doing. I mean, I know if it, no offense to Mark, but I'm sure Mark is wonderful at not doing anything. But also... They don't have time to do anything. I believe you. But <laughs> listeners at home, don't count on that. Wear a condom. Do some prep. Snort it if you have to. At least do some prep if you're not going to wear a condom. I've actually been using Mister. Mister's um, great. That's yeah. who I was using beforehand. But I have we to, need to see if they can sponsor us. I would get I back wonder. on prep if they would sponsor us. Yeah, maybe that's how you should convince them. I mean, I I got a really good. I don't know. I really enjoy it, but I 
you know how you have the option to do the test at home or go somewhere to do the test? Yeah. I always go somewhere to do it. Oh, I do it at home. Why? It's, do you have to draw blood? Not much. I can't. You do prick that. your finger and you like. No. You okay? You hold your hand upside down for a certain amount of time. Oh my god. I think, or you shake it. One of the two. You get all the blood to your fingertips, and then you prick your fingertips, and then you fill up these little circles. It's just paper, and it's got to fill absorb into the circle. I, I absolutely could not. It's do that. really easy. Nope. I'm great. That's that's a Dragula extermination is what that is. I I, no, I can't. I go over to some hospital. I have to pay like four bucks for parking, but mm-hmm. they draw my blood. It's a lot more than like what you're talking about, though. It's mm-hmm. like five or six vials. Oh, what no. are they doing with my blood? Theirs is like real simple. And it like they do full panel. And there's other stuff. They, like they do the mouth and butt swab, too. Oh. You just send them everything, huh? Yeah. Interesting. They send you everything and they send you all the little like biohazard containers to put everything in. It's great. That home testing, I recommend. Because also, since it's like, this may be bullshit. I could be talking out of my ass because I'm not a scientist. (laughs) But I feel like it's easier. The sample's not going to go as bad if you're putting it in a, if it's not a full vial of blood, if it's just like on the little paper. Right? Wouldn't that make sense? I have no idea what you mean by that. Because, you know, like, it has to be kept at a certain temperature. Otherwise, they can't really test it. I guess. I mean, I, I know that when I go to get mine, I just trust the medical professional who and I know for the piss, it out of me. For the piss thing that you have to do for Mr., it's like you piss in a cup and then you, like, use the cup to, like, mix it with something. Maybe it should be called pister. <laughs> <laughs> or fister. Oh, that too. Pister, fister. How did we get on this subject? Um, this is not even what I was going to talk about today. Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about your car? Um, send me money please. so I can fix it. Yeah. <laughs> or please, get a new one. Please send both of us money. Um, we work very hard. We and we're do. Both very tired. We work so hard. Um, so, yeah, I had Riley Poppy Seed in town last week. What did you think of Riley at the viewing party? Fan. So fucking good, right? You didn't even let me finish. uh, God. What were you going to say? Fan dango? (laughs) 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 Fan blam. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. No, but Riley was wonderful. He did this amazing mix. Um, Oh, my God. The love is, or L is for the way you look. And me. And I don't want to give it all the way, but it was very, very good. So funny. And at first I was like, oh my God, is this going to be boring? But no, he was wonderful. Like, because <laughs> c- but it was intentional. Like, he was going to, he faked us out, you know? I, I loved it. Oh um, my God, is this going to be boring? <laughs> no, it was so good. I mean, fair. When he first came out and it felt very earnest, I was like, oh, is this just going to be like a nice little moment? But no, it was, it was so funny. <laughs> um, And then uh, we, I, the crazy, person in me was like hey riley instead of you flying home can cam cam and i just drive you to columbus while we go to gigs in toledo and that's what we did so we took a road trip with cam cam and riley up to columbus dropped him off and then i had to do my makeup in my car for us to make it in time to toledo um, for gigs we were exhausted how are you doing, how are you doing makeup in your car very Dangerous. I was not. Cam Cam drove my car and had me in the back, and I was like doing my base. I only had to do like the base. Um, so it, you know, I couldn't do like any of the, my shapes that I normally do. I was about to say, like, I couldn't imagine doing brows or no. liner. 
it was it was rough. I, but I was able to do it. Honestly, I see how other people that I've known have done it. Brows um, and liner are what would scare me, but, and I, brows are like a very early on in my process. Mm, well, it, for me, I can start with my base. I mean, because I don't do um, I, I, my brows are already gone, so must be nice. Yeah, it is pretty nice. Um, but yeah, we we made it there. By in, the end of night one, we were like, just get us the fuck to the hotel. We got there. I think we both hit the bed and we're dead. <laughs> like, we did three shows that night. Oh, my God. But I also got reunited with Deja. And Deja was, is always a blast to be around. Um, and I think she really, really enjoyed being around Kim Kim, too. Um, oh. Uh, yeah. Um, also, I... The only other thing I wanted to say, a few weeks ago, I mentioned that my fawn of the week was Asteroid City by Wes Anderson, that it was coming out. And I just wanted to say, I don't think I mentioned on the pod that I did get to see it. And I think it may be my new favorite Wes Anderson film. And I really want to watch it again. I'm, I just keep, can't stop thinking about it. I still haven't heard of that. Wes Anderson or Asteroid City? Asteroid City. Well, it's like an independent film. Have you seen any Wes Anderson film? Isn't he the one that did a... Uh Grand Budapest. Yes, that's my favorite. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, everything's symmetrical, but Asteroid City is just, it's such an amazing, it's very artistically stunning. It's also very retrospective and like reflective on Wes Anderson as a, um, a director. It's also really campy and funny. And like it, it just, it's also the only movie I've ever seen that incorporated elements of like, um, What's it called when like you, you go like they just did it with Little Mermaid. It's like they had a cartoon. CGI? No, they had a cartoon and then it's a live action. Live action. So it's like a live action film, but um, they also incorporate elements of like claymation at some parts. And it, oh, I love that. And it was really, really well done. Like I normally I'm like, I don't like that, but it was so good. Um, yeah. Okay. But that's, that's my life. That's that's what's been going through my brain. I think it's time for a little something we call plugs. Plugs. Yeah. All right. So, will you kick us off on? Oh, wait, no. This first one's mine. I was about to say. All right. So, every single Thursday on at 8 o'clock p.m. at Owls on 7th, you can come see me and one of my fabulous co-hosts at the Camp Wanakiki Season 5 viewing parties. Uh this week, at the time this episode is being released, you will be able to see the one and only Clinica de Precious with me at Camp Wanakiki um, <laughs> at Owl Zone 7 for the viewing party. Um, and then make sure you come see us the next day over at Birmingham Festival Theater on Friday, July 28th at 7.30 p.m. for the NB Expo, a showcase of non-binary drag performers featuring myself, Fawn, Clinica de Precious, Sharon Cox, and Cam Cam. That show is going to be so good. It's I'm so excited. Incredible. Buy your tickets now. Yes. And then the next day, Saturday, June 29th, you can catch me at Karis Drag Brunch All-Stars at the Stardome in Hoover. Showtime is at 12 o'clock exactly. Seating starts at 11. Make sure you go ahead and get your tickets for that. Also, on Saturday, August 5th, we have the next family-friendly drag show at Birmingham Festival Theater. This is a star-studded lineup. Again, you have Fawn and myself, um, but we are having all the way from Camp Wanakiki Season 5, Avery Goodname, Rita Room coming to us from Indiana, and Tokyo Drift, who is coming from Auburn, Alabama. So yeah, we are really importing all of our entertainers for that show. I think Rita is a title holder for one of the bearded pageants, not Bearded Empress. I think America's Bearded Queen. For a prelim. That sounds about right. I think that Rita is the, she, uh, you know what? She just gave up bluegrass. 
Oh, she is the current reigning India's bearded queen and Indiana. Yes. Not India. Did I say India? Yeah. Fuck me. Rita is Indiana's bearded. (laughs) God damn it. Rita Room is Indiana's current reigning bearded queen and she is a drag ambassador for drag out the vote. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh? Love people getting people out to vote. We sure do. And then make sure you come out every second Wednesday of the month at Highwire Brewing at 7.30 p.m. for Drag Bingo. We host that every single month. Flapjack and I do. Yes. So fun. Always a good time. And of course, on Sunday, January 14th, we will have Miss Magic City Comedy Queen, the prelim. So that is going to be available. Uh, That's going to be at Birmingham Festival Theater. Tickets will be open for that soon. You can go ahead and sign up if you would like. The entry fee is $100. Uh, Send us a DM for more info on the prelim specifically. But you can read all about the rules of the pageant at anrtickets.com. So excited for that. That is going to be such a good time. I can't wait. I'm so glad that we're having a comedy queen prelim here and i have had several folks express interest oh yeah i think we are gonna have a good time and then i think it's time for our five star review yes yes this week's comes from apple podcasts from trisha the title is best queens and this one is so sweet and simple and to the point we love it says, Loves, love these two as kind as they are talented. Thank you so much, Trisha. Once you get to know me, you'll know that I'm not. Yeah, Fawn's either. a huge cunt. I'm not talented or kind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's true. Honestly, I love that they said that because, I mean, that is the last thing I said on Camp on Kiki. If you're as talented as you think you are, you can afford to be nice too. And nice as counts. And that Which is, is why I'm not truth. nice because I'm not as talented as I think I am. <laughs> Hey, you said it, not me. (laughs) Well, let's take a break and we'll be back with a special guest. Yes. And we are back with a very special guest. Coming to us all the way from Camp Wanakiki Season 5 and from Amastork Airlines, it's Jacqueline Jill. Jacqueline, how you doing? I'm doing the best I can be doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hopefully that's mostly good. She said it's July. It's after pride and I'm high. (laughs) Oh, very bad. Yeah. This this heat wave has been fierce. Yeah, girl. I mean, I thought the flamer badge was over. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which also, I can't remember if we said this in our other episode, but I still cannot stop singing the praises enough of your, volcano look like it is a shame that that was not on tv yeah i blame the sugar bakers i do i do they and they know i do they listen to this no i don't think they do um (laughs) if they listen to this i would never get cast i mean you gotta audition to get cast (laughs) and i don't plan on doing that either so well jacqueline you and i kind of share a legal name so i'm curious um or legal uh my, you know, flat Jacqueline, Jacqueline Jill. That's not really. Legal. Anyway, how'd you get your name? How'd you get the name Jacqueline Jill? Um, I mean, it was originally um, Jacqueline Hyde. Oh, um, that's cute. When, um, I uh, was taken under the wing by um, season one winner um, Sylvia Nix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, rip! <laughs> he basically said, "Oh my god, I hate your name. Everybody has it." And I was like, "Okay, you're right." 
Um, <laughs> no, she was brutal. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I would be too if I got eliminated first on Camp Wanakiki. Very that. But um, <laughs> so she was, hate your name. Um, I think you need something unique to you. Um, and we tried a few. Uh, I was like, I like the name Jacqueline. Um, you know, what are some other puns? Because I don't know if you've noticed, I am a comedy queen. <laughs> <laughs> we are the comedy queens. <laughs> We're out. Um, but uh, so we kind of just settled on originally it was Jack Jacqueline Coke. Um, That's cute. Jacqueline Coke. <laughs> I hate Jack Daniels, so um, we're not doing that because then people are going to be buying me shots and stuff. Oh, and oh. I could, um, and so I was like, I want something fun and whimsical, and I was like, what about Jacqueline Jill? And she was like, I absolutely hate that name more than Jacqueline Hyde. And I was like, okay, work. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, perfect. Well, clearly you were eliminated first, so it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sylvia. She's not doing made- drag anymore, right? No, she does not. Oh, rest in peace. Um, yeah. I mean, do y'all still talk at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. We, um, as opposed to bonding um, over, like, drag and all that we bond over now like wrestling and wwe <laughs> oh that seems like a very common thing to like in the midwest oh yeah it very much is <laughs> what do you what do you do when you go to a do you go to wwe matches you go to www.wwe <laughs> oh my god um no like uh i mean it's obviously on tv um oh. i just keep with like I love, I don't care for the wrestling matches. I love the drama. It's drag. It is. It's like these divas and everything or female wrestlers are like in drag 24-7 and the amount of drama they bring to the match or the stage or whatever I live for. I have a lot of like friends on Twitter who are really into WWE and I feel like I would enjoy it. I don't know that it seems awesome. Um, well, okay. So Jacqueline, how would you describe yourself as an entertainer? Um, I mean, I think I, uh, did it in my signature drag. Um, the sort of, uh, you know, uh, blow up, gutter, like, yes. Yeah. It's always going to be um, tongue-in-cheek, but, um, you know, on a budget. <laughs> I love having a tongue in my cheek, if you know what I mean. You've had tongues in your cheek before, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel that. Yeah, that seems very you, Jacqueline. Like, just, just goofy, having a good time. Also, oh, yeah. like, a little bit stupid. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was like, I was really, really impressed with you on Camp Wanakiki. And I will say there were quite a few campers that I was like, mm, I don't know how I'm going to feel about them. And you really impressed me. You're so quick witted, so funny. Like oh. I I've oh. thoroughly enjoyed you on the show. What did, what did you think about your time filming and being on Camp Wanakiki? Um, I didn't know that I was as funny as I was. There yeah. were, <laughs> there were some things that like, I kind of, in my brain, we all kind of like, oh, we expect this part to air. This was a really funny joke or something like that. Yeah. Making myself laugh. Like, there was one joke that I said that it was like, I'm the low budget version of creativity. And I was like, why would I ever say that? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, plus that is, but plus when they aired it, it sounded very serious. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah, I'm I'm actually just a low budget version of creativity. That's that's what I offer. <laughs> it was just said very matter of factly. That was like, what the, my gosh, I which I, they're not. I mean, I wasn't wrong, but. <laughs> I was like, in a competition standpoint, why would I say that? <laughs> hey, I mean, it worked for Clinica. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we know you from camp, but how did you get your start with drag? Oh, my God. Um, I went to college for uh, drag? a year and a half. Um, it wasn't anything great um i just didn't attend classes and stuff like that um <laughs> but the uh college i went to uh was putting on a drag show and it's like one of the biggest drag shows in milwaukee um and they were like oh you should audition and because i knew everybody in the thing i got cast and i was like oh shit now i actually need to do something um and then i just kind of fell in love with it um i've always had an appreciation for like drag queens and everything like that i've been watching drag race since like season three um but yeah i just kind of fell in love with the art form of it um and then got good and now i've spent too much money on it that i can't quit oh that is so relatable oh my god the amount of times i've been like i would not do this if i did not already invest so much I'm like, oh, yeah. should I? Sometimes I'm like, should I quit? And I'm like, mm, that's a lot of money. I know. Look at all those wigs on the wall. You can't quit now. Um, oh my god! Really? <laughs> so what? What's the Milwaukee scene like? And how well do you know Ruthie? Um. So the Milwaukee scene is, um, it's very much that like sort of like dancey sort of like dancing diva, you know, new wave drag sort of like. Oh, interesting. There's not a lot of comedy. I would say that, like, they're, like, the only people who do comedy in Milwaukee are um, probably the queens from camp, like Dominique, Ruthie, me, and then my drag daughter, who refuses to audition for camp, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, it's very much just, like, sort of, like, dancey, like, human hair, leotards, like, all that jazz. Um, even though I do host a show at This Is It, um, that is purely comedy drag, like, nice, make laugh and everything like that. Um, and I do book some of those dancing divas, but like, I'm always like, you have to do comedy. Like, this is a comedy show. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm not saying that everything needs to be like revolutionary and stuff like that. Like. I've had queens go out there and do um, like a billion whip cracks in the middle of a song and they just like whip their hair to it. But like to me, that's comedy. That's camp. Like, totally. Yeah. Because after a certain point, it's just like, oh, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> after a certain point, it's like, is she okay? <laughs> do we need to call an ambulance? How's her neck? But um, so I'm trying to bring more camp and more like comedy into Milwaukee and especially with being on camp on a Kiki. Now I feel like I actually have to like try and push yeah. for more numbers and stuff. That's a yeah. big part of it. I mean, I'm, I'm actually really surprised to hear that you 
um, don't have more of a comedy scene in Milwaukee. Well, I'm not, I guess I am a little bit surprised, but I mean, even when we've heard about the Rue girls from Milwaukee talk about Milwaukee, they don't I guess like, so, like Jada. Um, well, even like James and Trixie talked about when they were starting drag, they were always fighting for like the same spots because there was not much comedy drag. Mm. Which I'm glad they left because then I got that spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I feel like I hear about a lot of comedy queens from Milwaukee, like especially with Camp Wanakiki being they just move right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being based in that area, it's like oh, I feel like everyone is from that area. So that's actually really interesting to hear. And and honestly, I don't know. It's one of those like the grass is always greener on the other side. Like it seems like it's so. Yeah. Um, like there's so much more comedy opportunities there, but maybe maybe it's not. And especially like you, said, like you said, I mean, we have the sugar bakers and everything, so everybody wants to stay away from that type of drag. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, but you've got Ruthie, and that's good drag. That's about it. <laughs> oh, uh, silence is deafening. Well, how well do you know Ruthie? Um, I mean. Camp is probably the most time we've spent together. Um, we do, we do um, bingo together at Hamburger Mary's on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, but we like switch off every other week, so we're not like hosting it together. But we are like the two bingo hosts for. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, I mean, she's like booked me for a few shows and everything. I've tried booking her for mine, but she's just so busy all the time. Um, <laughs> but the sort of like the viewing parties for Camp Wanakiki this season have been where I've actually gotten like an opportunity to talk to her and like get to know her and stuff like that. Cause Does she ask who you are? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait, who are I you? I don't know if it's shade or if it's just her age, but yes, she does ask <laughs> who I am. <laughs> I feel like Ruthie is kind of like, I don't know. I remember meeting her at camp and I just, I found it kind of hard to connect with her. Like I was trying really hard to ask her about her life. And it seemed like every time I would <laughs> ask, ask something, about her divorce. I would dig a hole. Like I was like, uh, so are you married? Got a partner? And she was like, I'm going through a divorce. And oh my God. I, I was just like, uh, <laughs> so, I'm going to start doing that to people. When people try to ask me personal questions, just like immediately shut them down. Go, go to opposite of improv. Yeah. No, always a no. period. No, do not. <laughs> um yeah well i don't know i it must be nice to be close to ruthie but it doesn't sound like it um i don't know it doesn't sound like it was some it's something that like y'all have gotten really close or anything i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say i like i i I know but i always feel that way it's like i want to be closer to them i want to be able to talk to them but also they're just so busy Uh, i've tried messaging them and stuff like that like you know I'm the meme queen, so I'll send her a meme or two that I'm like, oh my god, this is so you. Left on red for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Because <laughs> Ruthie does be sharing memes on Facebook, too. She does. Oh. And like, it'll be like, left on red for three weeks, and then it'll be like, laugh, react, and then it'll be like, hey, so I'm busy on this day, can you cover bingo? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, Okay. <laughs> Well, um, oh, I also wanted to ask you, but right before the season aired, I remember y'all got to go do like a big baseball game, right? What? 
Didn't you get to go to like a, this is like a hard change of subject, but like a, a big baseball game, like with the Sugar Bakers and Ruthie, I think maybe Dominique was there too. Oh, the, uh, oh yeah. So we went to the, um, it was actually hockey. Hockey. <laughs> Different sports. Okay. Yeah. But they still Western. all get a hole in one. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, we actually did get to go to, um, it was for the Milwaukee Admirals. Um, and oh. we got, me, Dominique, and another lovely local entertainer, Anya Nees. Um, <laughs> I think I follow her. Oh, she's fabulous. You need to. Um, but we all went and did like, we did like a little drag show afterwards, but we were all kind of there for the pride night to like, you know, amp up our camp or whatever nonsense they were telling us to say. <laughs> did they like put you out on the ice? Yes, they did. <gasps> In heel. That's iconic. Like, Is there a video? I, Did somebody fall? I'm here no, for the messy not, shit. But like Dominique was in these fucking stiletto heels and like <laughs> they were like, yeah, go out on the ice and we're going to have you guys dance in the middle with um, the contestants. And we're all just like, okay. Oh my God. That's like literally like that Parks and Rec episode. Have you I ever, would do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? I yes, have never vaguely. Though there's a part where Leslie is like reannouncing her campaign, yeah. so she gets her like friends to reorganize her first like announcement back, and it's in a hockey, an ice hockey venue, and they put the stage there, but there's no carpet for them to walk on, so they're all like slipping and falling. And in the background, Gloria Estefan's "Get on Your Feet" keeps playing, but they're falling off like on their asses, yeah. so they can't get on their feet. And they have like a three-legged dog with them too, that's also struggling to walk on the. <laughs> We've got an ice skating rink in town. Do you think we could go there and do some drag shit? Yeah, we should I do. Would- Dragon Ice. Hey, that's a drag show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to know when Camp Wanakiki on ice is going to happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be down. Well, Jacqueline, is there anything else that we would be remiss if we did not learn about you today in this episode? Uh, I guess the only thing left to say is that I'm a full-time drag queen and I don't have time to do my chores. <laughs> <laughs> I work full-time in drag and I never have time to do my chores. Same humble brag. Oh my god! I've noticed that being a running joke between all of like all of the people you interview. It's like <laughs> I do my chores. It's so funny to me, because <laughs> like, I didn't even notice it at first. I was with Shanid this gig at my very first viewing party in Birmingham, and she just when uh, when Tara said that, she just looked over at me and said, "Humble brag." <laughs> and it was so funny because <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> um okay also where can our listeners find you on social media and if you have anything you'd like to plug now's the time to say it oh my god like i've said uh throughout the episode i host at hamburger mary's in milwaukee all the time they can't get rid of me um i host at this is it bar um hosted by or run by the lovely trixie mattel and um you can follow me on social media at the jacqueline jill running up that hill all right well now it is time for our very favorite segment that we have each and every week yes that's right it's time for our flops of the week this is where we give a 60 second uninterrupted rant of something that deserves to be ranted against in this world and i say the pettier the bettier who would like to go first um i can go first all right Fawn, I'm going to give you your 60-second timer, and I am struggling to pull it up. My whole house is now 
automated, and now I don't know how to work anything. Okay. In three, two, one. My flop of the week is people who go to a drag show and don't pay attention. And what I'm referring to specifically here is people who go to a show that is not just like at a bar. Like if you're at a bar and a show is happening, that's one thing. I'll give you some leeway for not paying attention because you just want to go to the bar. But if you're going somewhere that is specifically having a drag show happening and you are back turned to the stage and the entertainers, it is so fucking rude <laughs> and disrespectful. Excuse me, bitch. Yes, excuse me, bitch. Like, pay attention. You're paying to get in here to see the show. The least you can do is at least look the entertainer's way because even as an audience member, because I notice it more when I'm in the audience, it's fucking rude and disrespectful. And I get more pissed off when I'm in the audience and see people do it. And it takes a lot of self-control for me not to walk up to you and say, excuse me, bitch, what are you doing here? Are you going to like watch the fucking show that you paid to come see? And that's why people who don't pay the fuck attention are phones flop of the week. Jacqueline, has that ever happened to you? Oh, sorry. I was just checking the notifications on my phone. What was going on? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yeah, I... Oh, that that makes my blood boil. Like, especially if you're, like, sitting down, like, Hamburger Mary style seating. If you're, like, sitting there and not paying attention to the drag show, like, that's literally the reason why you are paying $40 for a burger. Yeah. Like, we had... I'm funny. Look at me. <laughs> There was a show that I went to recently that was at a local brewery and like the show was in a separate area that you had to pay to get into and there was like some tables and there was two or three people at one of the tables that just fully had their back to the audience the or to the entertainers the whole time like back to the stage did not look at the entertainers I think like but once or twice <sighs> and I think when they did I saw some like snide snickers and stuff like that and i'm like why even come yeah fuck those people were they straight um the only man at the table looked straight but the other person i did not look straight and i'm pretty sure i've seen that a lot of other queer things interesting but the man looked very straight i'm going to assume it was a cis white man I hope they were just having an off day, maybe. Ugh. They, like, ordered pizza and everything, and I'm fine with that. Get you some food at the show, like, but, like, they had Domino's delivered to the brewery, and, like, they were, like, passing around the pizza instead of paying attention to the show, and I'm like, you can eat and pay attention to the show. At least the pizza. At least tip the queens the pizza. That's right. If you're not tipping people pizza, that, you know what, that's my flop of the week. You need to tip me some of your your food that you're eating. Jacqueline, what's the weirdest thing you've ever been tipped? Um, so I always say that I want to be tipped like in anything other than money. So if you guys come to my shows, just tip me in anything. Um, <laughs> there was a another performer who tipped me in McDonald's French fries. I live because it broke between me and her. And she like signed the bag and everything, and she was like, with hate from Susan, like <laughs> Like, what the fuck, girl? Oh, I love that. We know somebody then, here that got tipped a uh, McChicken one time. The tip kit was eating my fries as they, like, brought them back. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was, like, 80 whore. Someone um, at my gig in Ohio tipped me a mozzarella stick. 
Oh, I would love to be taking a mozzarella stick. If anybody is listening to this and coming to Kara's Drag Brunch, um, tip me some like mozzarella sticks or some bacon. Yeah, like just some breakfast. Oh my god. Yeah. It's got to be a finger food, though. You want to get yeah. fingered by your food? Yeah. Me too. Oh, my God. Somebody tipped me a tater tot once. <laughs> Somebody literally. So it was like a friend of mine, and he like held out a dollar and held out a tater tot. And for some reason, in my mind, I went, you know what would be funny? To eat the dollar and put the tater tot in my titty. <laughs> <laughs> And I regret nothing more than that. I bet it came out funky on the other end. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Orders, I was... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think it is my time for Flop of the Week. And I am going to say, I think mine is going to have a bit of a different tone than my other Flops of the Week. Um, So, let's get into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two... One, go. My flop of the week is I need a break. I am feeling so overworked and so tired right now. And I feel like it is just, it is hard to like express how much, like how overworked I'm feeling with this feeling that I can't stop. But then also having these moments where like we're producing these shows and feeling like we're really carrying a lot of what the Birmingham drag community is on our backs in hand in hand with other folks. But you know, we are playing a big role in that with these pop-up shows and then to get kind of dragged down by people who want to complain about things that we're doing when it's like, you know, we're really doing a lot and there's other places that other folks could fill in. So I would say, first of all, have a little grace for folks who are producing shows because producing is incredibly hard. Like we barely broke even on our last family friendly show. You got to come out and support for more opportunities to be available. So that's why me being tired <laughs> is my flop of the week. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's incredibly valid. Yeah. And I'm sorry if it brings on the mood because I try to keep it up like positive on here and like funny with the flop of the week, but it has just really dragged, dragged me down recently that I don't know, like we, we are producing shows doing it every single week. And then it'd be nice to like be in a show that we're not producing. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel that. And um, it's just like, cause I, the other day I went to our friend, uh, Bonnie and Robbie's and I was helping Bonnie with, uh, a couple of weeks, but also just like hanging out because we're friends. And Robbie asked me, so when are you going to just start yelling at people and telling people no, because you don't, you have not taken a break. And I said, it's coming. Yeah. I don't that's know. Me. Say again. Like, that's me. I do not take breaks. Like I'm always the first person to be like, Oh yeah, I can do that show. I can do that show. And- I, I told myself I was going to take July off and I just keep adding shows yeah. to it. Yeah. Is July, is July kind of a rough month for drag for you? Um, yeah, it's kind of like you have all these like huge shows and everything with, um, with June. And so you like present your best drag and everything like that. And then it's kind of like July is, you know, it just kind of brings everything down. Yeah. And it's like, well, now what do I do? And like, I'm very much struggling with that. Like I have a few shows coming up this week that I'm hosting and everything that I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) 
Yeah. Right. Like I, I feel very affirmed to hear that you both kind of feel the same way. I don't know. Like my, my brain, usually I am a very confident person and I'm not really worried about what people think, but it, for some reason the last few weeks, and I think it's just because I've been pushing myself so much, not getting as much sleep. Like my brain has been like, everyone hates you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that's not true. Um, but I just it's think just it, me. it's just fun that hates me. <laughs> and they remind me every day. <laughs> um, with a good morning message. That yeah. Says, good morning. Awful morning. I hate you. <laughs> that's literally my drag daughter on it. <laughs> no, that's just how we show love here. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, so that, that's my flop of the week. I just need folks to understand the producing is hard. And if you want, if you want opportunities to happen, you got, you got to keep coming out and supporting our shows. And so. I think, it's also awesome. one of those things. July is a always has always since I've started drag seemed to be a harder month to get people to show up to shows than June. Yeah, yeah. June is always when people go big. July, people just unanimously are like boycotting shit. It seems like <laughs> it's the heat, you know. Like it's Girl. just so hot out. Like <laughs> I, I barely want to leave the house. And it's just like <laughs> July is hard, and it's. Especially one of the things, this might be a little mini rant of mine. I've noticed with <laughs> Birmingham recently, there have been more and more pop-up shows, which it's great for people to have opportunities. But when people aren't building a strong basis for a show to have their own strong audience, everybody's pulling from the same audience pool, which is not a big one in Birmingham. Right. And so it ends up, shows reflect that every show suffers so true um yeah we're going through an interesting time with our diy drag movement down here all right well enough of my lamentations jacqueline lamentations (laughs) (laughs) it is time for your flop of the week are you ready sure all right in three two one go so my flop of the week is Pattern Gate 2023. Ah! <laughs> In the sense that Muffy was attacked, not attacked, I won't say attacked, but she was um, made to feel bad about her choice to bring a pattern, um, not only by the sugar bakers, but the sugar bakers I thought were very shady in asking all the contestants what they thought about after all the c- contestants had heard their critiques. Because mm. what are you supposed to do in that moment? Be like, oh, yeah, Muffy was fine using a pattern. I don't feel bad about my look at all. Like, if you know you're in the bottom, you're going to fight for that spot. You are going to try and be like, yeah, no, I think it was kind of an advantage to her. You want to make yourself seem better, especially in a top five episode where two of the five of you are going to be in the bottom. Yeah. Like, so... I want to say that I love Riley and Tara because like I had a feeling they knew that they were towards the bottom or not in the top two, I'll say. And so what are they supposed to do in that moment? Of course, you're going to be like, yeah, I thought it was a dis- or it was an advantage for them because I'm a plus size person too. And we didn't have patterns. We didn't have mannequins. Like that's, that's and- just how I'm And that's why Pattern Gate 2023 is Jacqueline's flop of the week. I agree 100%. That was, you're so right. Super shady. Yeah. It was very weird. The way all of that was handled. Let me ask a question, and this 
it probably should have been asked last <laughs> post too. camper call continued um, <laughs> did when y'all had the walkthroughs did they see that there was a pattern no because they like so they were like you guys seem to be the farthest ahead and they were like so we're going to interview you first which i thought was really shady that they put us like fourth or fifth in the lineup um hmm. And so they gave everybody else like more time to like get their stuff together and everything, but like they did not see any of the patterns or Nazi. Like that. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I <guess>, yeah, no, <laughs> but see any of the patterns. Oh, uh, okay. So they they didn't know. They truly didn't know until someone alerted it to their attention. Yeah. Like later on after the talent show or before the talent show. Here's the thing. Yes. If I was there, I'd be like, that's smart. I should have done that. Or I would have been the one with the pattern. Let's be real. They yeah. cut it they cut it out of the rep room. Um which I know you guys didn't watch, but like I was <laughs> hardcore, like I didn't even care for Muffy at that point. I love her now. But like I was just like, somebody needs to stand up for her. And of course it has to be her partner. And so like, I was like arguing and being like, you all are just jealous that you guys didn't like think of it first. Like if you guys would have thought about it and if everybody would have brought patterns, like this yeah. would not be a discussion. Like We've you're got, saying, Oh, I've got to watch issue. this rec room. Oh, I mean, just Pat- like we're five seasons into this show and crafty beaver has happened four times. No, we're six seasons. Five seasons. We're five seasons. Five seasons. Season yeah. six just finished auditions. We're five seasons in, and it's happened four times. What and do you want to come to come prepared? But like, you know, people are gonna try and like. I'll use the words of some of the people. Find a loophole. Like, if you know you're not the best at making garments and stuff, you're gonna try and find a way to make it look good right yeah and that's <laughs> i i don't know yeah I, i'm totally with you on this I, I think it's really strange i mean it sounds like muffy even if she found a loophole at least she found a way to do it now i do yeah. think that they're like if if things let's say things had continued right like in season six now every every camper suddenly has a backpack you know, like I, I do think it's something to say. You can't be hauling around everything in the kitchen sink with you for every single episode. Right. But, but uh, that needs to be something established at the, at beginning. the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like Muffy did anything wrong, but maybe the sugar baker should just add a new rule for season six. If that's yeah. how the game is that's to be played. But they said, like, you know, we're obviously going to have to like go back to the drawing board on these rules and stuff with, DDFs and things of that nature and I'm like yeah but you can't fault her for being like <laughs> you can't fault her for outsmarting you you can't make up the rules as it goes along well that's like <laughs> <laughs> they clearly do <laughs> um all right all right well I think I think that we have covered it uh, <laughs> let's see Jacqueline and Fawn is there anything else that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about in this segment. I think that's all. No, I pretty much blocked everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to black out that trauma. I feel you. Um, Very. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Jacqueline. And we are lo- we are loving that we got to see you on Camp Wanakiki Season 5. You keep slaying. Thank you.
Fall is just around the corner, and one of the best ways to celebrate is at Conjure Fest. At ConjureFest, you'll find live music, drag, tarot readings, palm readers, pole dancers, fire breathers, belly dancers, great food, and much, much more. So mark your calendar for September 23rd, 2023 for ConjureFest 2023. Last year, I got to perform at ConjureFest in drag and also with the Rocky Horror cast, and we had a blast. People were up there dancing with us during our number. It was so fun. The crowd was just really excited to be around and just to celebrate fall and the spooky season that's upon us. So for more information, visit ContraFestBeham.com. And we are back in our final segment of the episode to talk about drag TV. So... You know, if you're listening to the pod, you know I have not been watching All Stars 8 because I've been swamped with Camp Wants to Kiki. Swamp? Swamped. Yep. What are you doing in my swamp? We need that for the soundboard. What are you, what are you doing in my swamp? Yeah. Also, I think you sent me something for the soundboard a few weeks ago that I have not put in. And I'm sorry. I'm just not realizing I forgot Fine. to do it. But they should do Swamp Wanna Kiki. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be horrendous. Regular crossover. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so what's going on in All-Stars 8? I know you've been keeping up. Um, so the most recent episode had the Fame Games talent show. So that's all the hikers get to come back. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> fuck me. I literally am so incapable. All of the eliminated queens get to come back and do their talent show. Correct. I live. Um, and... It ended up, it was Heidi, not Heidi, fuck. She wasn't there. Yeah, she's out. She wasn't even there. Bye, Heidi. Um, Jimbo and Candy hosted, which it felt like they like shot all of that in one take. Like, Was it rough? No, it was fine, but it was just bland. What it felt like is they stood them up there and was like, okay, introduce each person. And then like they cut it. it weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, everybody had to have set up for their talent. Yeah. So it makes sense from a logistical standpoint. But it was a good talent show. Darian did good with comedy. And, you know, people normally don't flop with comedy during the talent show. Just like what's her her name from France did really good in the talent show on season two. She did did comedy. Um, Ginger Beach. I'm um, glad. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, okay, okay. Actually, I want to talk about this. So, comedy at drag shows. Um, thoughts? Because I, I don't think it. I think it has to be knockout to be successful. I think it's it's just not possible. Because I mean, obviously, we saw this on TV, so maybe I'm wrong. But I think that like there is a certain setting that you need for comedy, and that's like. Everybody's sitting down. The room is dark. They know what they're getting themselves into, like drinking a little bit. And I don't know, just like someone standing up and, and trying to tell jokes. It's got to be like are you professional could, knockout level or, to be successful. Or like they're the host, yeah. you know, I think, I think that can go well. I've just, it's, it's been rare that I've seen that be something that is received really well. And like I, anytime I'm at a show, I try really hard to, like be engaged and be that gold star audience member that's supportive. But I don't know. Comedy has a way of like bringing it like stand up comedy has a way of bringing things to a screeching halt. If it's not. Yeah. If it's not perfect. Right yeah. Yeah. Cause I, there was this one time I went to a show um, where, you know, we were doing drag, having drag show, having drag show, having drag show. And then this guy did comedy. And the first thing he said was, 
So I just I just went through a divorce. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was like what a way to bring things down. Honestly, slay. <laughs> it, it reminded me of uh, what Angel, Angel said about me making my personal trauma the problems of the public. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. I find that I found it. Yeah. I just don't think it's a, I don't know. It rarely works well, I think. Yeah. So, um, anyways, but it's been on, on my mind. Lala Ree slayed. Um, James is good. Kasha had this like impactful, but also campy kind of number. I don't know if it was self-aware funny or if it was lack of self-awareness funny, but I enjoyed hmm. it. Um, James and Lala were the top two. Oh, also Wait. the winner. So there was a winner. There's, they had a top two. Oh, and the winner of the lip sync got to spin a wheel, and the wheel had either two times, three times, or five times their final votes for the fame game. <gasps> That's fucked up. Okay, so what did they get? Um. So James and La La lip sync to Rain On Me. Okay. They announced James as the winner. I was livid. And then they announced You don't La want La. James to win. And then they announced No, La La clearly won the lip sync. And then they announced La La as the lip, as the winner as well. So they both won. Oh. They both got separate wheel spins. James got a times two and La La got a times three. So I'm throwing all of my votes at La La because you get ten votes and it's real fucked up. This voting, I don't believe it. There's some riggery. I don't love this that. whole thing feels rigged. Like the fame yeah, games feels rigged. It totally does. Um, and also like there's always issues with like fan voting. Like there's racism no, issues. And like, here's the thing. In order to vote, I think Pussy Queen talked about this on YouTube. Literally all you have to do to vote is sign in with an email. And you don't have to confirm the email. You don't have to have a password. Is it like a Google thing? It's like a website. You just like. Hmm. Type in an email. It doesn't even confirm. Oh, that you it's don't a have remit. to like log in. Yeah. I will say, um, shout out. So speaking of online voting, like the DIY Drag Awards are coming up. Vote. I guess you probably it's going to be passed at this point. We'll already know for the winner. And I probably should have promoted that. But um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I, I really like the system they have for it. Like you have to log in with a Google, like a Gmail account. Yeah. And so I, I mean, think I, that's what Wussy did for the Peaches as well. Mm, so I mean, I guess theoretically, like. I, I could, I have not done this, but I could theoretically log in with multiple emails and do it. But, you know. It, I do be having three email accounts. Okay, TBH, I do too. But Four if you count the pod. <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking too. But, um, yeah, I like that so much more because they, at least that limits how much you can spam it. You right. Know? So, I think Literally, nice. like, I think on YouTube, Bussy, like, logged in, like, just made up random emails. Like, RuPaul at gmail.com and <laughs> rupaul's wig at gmail.com <laughs> and like showed that it was working interesting but th- you don't really get confirmation of your vote like confirmation confirmation it just like says that you don't have votes left after you, you get 10 votes i don't know the whole thing seems suspicious to me yeah well i mean it'll be interesting to see who wins i guess um but I, if it's james or i don't know i don't love I think that they were going to be the ones that get the most them or Lol or the, those two and Jessica were going to be the ones to get the most votes, anyways. Why can't the judges just do their job on All Stars? Like, why can't the judges just be like, "You're the best. You earned the fifty thousand. Congrats. You still well, lost sixty thousand. 
you won the sixty thousand. You still lost. Congrats, Candy lost her lip sync and still had to send somebody home. Rough, but slay Priyanka. <laughs> um, love Priyanka. 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 Um, yeah. So who do you think's gonna win? Jimbo. <laughs> okay, I meant the Fame Games. Oh, um, it'll Jacqueline be James Jill. or Lala. James. Or I Lala. wish Camp had a Fame Games. I'd be voting for Jacqueline or Dixie. That'd be fun. I mean, what would they win? A can of expired Mighty Spell. <laughs> A can of Mighty Jill. A can of Mighty Jill. <laughs> um, okay. Well, anything else about All-Stars 8 that we should talk about? No, but I have also been watching. I told you that I watched France season one. So now I'm on yeah. season two. I'm caught up on France season two. And I've been watching Mexico. I love Lolita Banana. She's fierce, right? Yeah. I think she should have gone farther on France. If you liked France... I like this cast as a whole better. Like as a whole, this cast as seems more well rounded than the first oh. season. Yeah. France two is okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, yeah, I really check enjoyed it. France. Out. It was my favorite international season Barbie, in a while. Speaking of checking things out and movies, the Barbie movie red carpet happened. Yeah, did you have any favorite looks? Are you going to see the movie? Um, I love that Margot Robbie for the whole like press tour. Was wearing different iconic Barbie outfits. Yeah. Um, Wait, Margot Robbie? I thought that was James um, Mansfield. Oh my God. She wishes. Um, I saw Sam Smith got a lot of hate for what they wore. Oh, what did Sam Smith wear? They were like 6X Barbie or something like that. Where they just wore like really oversized clothing. Oh, I don't see it. But didn't Billie Eilish do something like that? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, Billie Eilish wore... Um, some oversized clothing didn't get any hate. I, I didn't see oh, Sam's no. look. Sam's was much more oversized. Oh, hold on, let yeah, me see if I can find me. a picture. I will say I didn't love Nikki's look, but I was glad she was there. Um, and I loved, 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 loved Trixie Mattel's look. Like that dress was so cute. What's his name? Uh, uh, Simu Lee Lou, Simu Lou. Uh, the look is hot. Yeah, the blue. He suit. could get it. He totally could. Um, but yeah, Trixie Mattel's dress is so cute. And also, oh, yeah, I, I think saw I saw that. a video of how this was made, and I was like, I could make this. But did you not like it? No, I loved it. Oh, Sam, I don't like that. Do you like that? I don't hate it. The so it's like this over. I hate that. What the fuck? It's like when you dress up your Barbies in clothes that don't belong to the Barbie. Is that what they were going for? I don't know. They called it like 6X Barbie or something. 6X? No, 16XL Barbie. 16XL Barbie. Ah. It's not even pink, but like, I don't know. I don't really know what we're going for with that. I kind of live. Maybe if it wasn't Barbie, I would live. I think that's the thing. It's Barbie. Like, if this was just like an outfit on something else. If this was pink. Like, okay. If this was pink. (laughs) If this was pink, I, I'd be fine with it because it fits the theme, but this doesn't make any sense. And if you, um, what, what am I trying to say? I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong for this, but I, I know that we are all like against, um, societal norms for beauty, <laughs> beauty, societal Sam beauty standards, turning looks. Lately. No, they totally have. But what I'm trying to say is I feel like I am okay with leaning into societal standards for beauty only for Barbie movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like, it's, it, I feel like it recognizes that it's that stupid campiness of it. And so if your you should lean legs into it. aren't spread out 
unproportionally in a weird way with crayon all over your face and you're and completely nude with just barbie parts i don't want it yeah if you have genitals it's done i want naked barbie doing the splits and that's upside down in the cage the only skinny Barbie. <laughs> the only skinny Barbie. <laughs> um, yeah. So are you excited to see Barbie movie? Or are you planning to see it? Yeah, I'll probably see it. Maybe we should get some I'm friends excited. together to go. I think that would be a really fun That's one nice. to do as a group. Yeah. I think this one would be a good one to do as a group. Same. Um, okay. And then I feel like there was another piece of news I had. Oh, I'm interested to get your thoughts. So I have seen a lot of strikes happening recently. Like we have the writer strike, the actor strike. I saw something about UPS potentially having a strike now, which scary. If, um, yeah, right. Because people should be paid for their work. And yeah. I've seen a lot of drag entertainers talking about fair wages and um, getting paid fairly. So like, <laughs> I guess that's the same thing. Um, we've been podcasting for a long time today, y'all. Um, so... What do you think about a drag union? Like, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. Yeah, I think Trixie and Katya might have talked about that recently. They talked about it. I saw Bob and... Or not Bob. uh, Monet and Trinity talked about it on Sibling Rivalry. Monet and Trinity? Yes. Trinity filled in for Bob. Oh, slay. Yeah. It was was a fun episode. Um, Learned about Birmingham, too. Birmingham got a cool shout out. Because it's like... Here's the thing. Especially like people who are profiting off drag the most aren't the ones doing drag. Exactly. And like one of the things Trixie brought up is how like these tour managers aren't the ones that do drag. And a lot of times they'll find out that they could have made double, triple, 10 times what they made, but they didn't know how to negotiate because like a lot of this is new to us. Yeah. I still have trouble like knowing what is the fair amount to ask for a booking. Same. And it's also like, but you also have to work with venues, but it's also like if a venue can't afford to pay what is fair, should they be having drag? Yeah. I'm also like in this place of, you know, we produce shows and I wish I could pay a lot more, but the thing is we almost didn't break even on a show. (laughs) So if we did try to pay more, like, (laughs) you know, I don't know that we actually can. Right. So I don't know. I'm always in this weird place, but I feel like a drag union can only help. Like what's it going to hurt for us to like come together and have policies and standards that we agree on that make it safer and more um, financially reasonable for us to be together. The only thing is I know sometimes like if you're in like an actor's union, you can't do like community theater and stuff like that. Mm. Um, I think, I think I've heard that. Um, so it's like there'd have to be stipulations for like if somebody wanted to do a benefit, like stuff where they're voluntarily doing stuff for free if they could. You know what I mean? There's a lot of workarounds yeah. in making. I feel like there'd be a lot of people that would not do the union because they feel like they could get more opportunities from the people that don't want to abide by union standards. I feel like there would be people that are that would undercut. Probably. I mean, that's honestly though, that's why we have the issues we have. Like if someone was to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to take a $50 for a booking. Then somebody's always going to do it cheaper. Someone will do it for cheaper or even for free. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of times you get what you pay for, but honestly, these half the time the bars don't care because people like, especially the bars, especially the bars, people are going to come to the bar. And so it doesn't really matter what the show is. Cause 
I've seen some really booger drag at bars all over. All over, I've seen some really mm-hmm. booger drag at bars. I've been some really booger drag at bars too myself. <laughs> and it's just I've like, had a booger in drag at bars. <laughs> and you didn't tell me about it. That's right. I'm confronting you right here on the pod. Is this your first time? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is everything. I mean, I think it'd be beneficial to have a drag union more than it would um, cause harm. But no, I agree. Like with everything, like you want to make sure that it's being beneficial to, right. you know, not, not causing too many policies for us to be able to because i think it would need to have like local chapters of it because like what's gonna fly in birmingham is not gonna fly in la like and if you put those kind of expectations on birmingham it just wouldn't happen and it's also like because i i have a feeling there would be bars that would just not hire those performers oh absolutely and also i feel like there also could be a different stipulation for somebody that is on a weekly cast position i feel like there would have to be some kind of stipulations because i understand somebody that's got a weekly cast position that's a guaranteed spot getting paid a little bit less than somebody that's coming in for a one-off because you have something consistent right like you can you know that you're going to be able to pay your bills if you do these five nights a week you know i get that um well i uh i don't know yeah i think we should end the episode my duracells are running out do you have a phone of the week my fawn of the week is gonna go probably to my partner because Aww. they've really like helped keep me like sane. I'll be having like freakouts, especially about all this car stuff going on right now. And they're just doing everything they can to be like helpful and supportive through the whole situation. I love that. And like when I expressed that I was like, but this is also going to, this is also like fucking up with us moving. And they're like, it'll happen. It'll be okay. They're like, this is more important right now. Yeah. Life happens. Yeah. You got car stuff, you got butt stuff. <laughs> it all works on the end. Um, for me, my final of the week is going to go out to Riley Poppy Seed and Cam Cam because there was a moment where I had car trouble on the way up and I was about to have a complete meltdown, but it was literally just my tires needed more air in them. <laughs> and Cam Cam and Riley like helped me figure it out. I was re- I opened up the hood of the car. I was opening valves. We're going to pour things in being me- mechanic flapjack. And they were like, yo, it's literally this easy solution. So shout out to them for not letting me make my car explode. Well, thanks everyone for listening to another episode of flapping and fawning. Justice for Muffy. Justice for Muffy. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. 
You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well and pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at flapping and fawning pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.